are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Radio 1, its sponsors, or advertisers. Africananga Oya Batwa cheveux crepus Batwa Mayele Bo Simbani Babige Oya Bilanga Bo Simbani Bakongo Simbani Maboko Monguna Le Kateo Africa Malobate Monsalande Mwindo Yangolo Africa Mobali Yamingao Africa tu gâtes ton nom par-ci par-là Quand c'était les blancs Quand Negro a souffert Mais c'était mal de connaître Negro a combattu Pour arriver en black en black Devenu le stade de la guerre Welcome to Congo Live, the authentic voice of the Congolese people in America. I'm your host, Patricia Lokwa, with my co-host, Kambali Musavuli. How are you doing today, Kambali? I am great. I'm great. Joining from Chicago today. Uh, it's kind of cold by sunny. Very beautiful day here in Chicago. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm having a great weekend. I have a friend who's in town, Solange Kabamba, who's joining me today. But in general, we're having a great weekend and getting ready for Congo in Harlem. Oh, wow. Will you attend Congo in Harlem? I definitely will. I'll be there with uh, Solange and a few other members of uh, the Congo Love team. Uh, there's a great, a lot of exciting things happening, actually. Yes, and I think uh, our listeners may not know uh, what Congo in Harlem is. Now, Congo in Harlem is part of uh, Congo Week, a, an activity that takes place every year uh, for the past eight years. So in Harlem, people celebrate Congo Week by showing a series of films. Um, we'll have very insightful films such as The Elephant's Dream. I'm definitely looking forward to that. And there is also a film on uh, Congolese doctor, Dr. Mukwege, who's been nominated now three times for the Nobel Peace Prize. I'm definitely looking forward for that. But the opening night, or the opening day, I should say, is this Sunday, uh, the 18th. That will start with a collaboration with the Met Museum in uh, New York City with a special uh, showing of the Congo Power and Majesty exhibit to our supporters. And in the evening, uh, that will be the opening night where we'll, there will be a screening of the film. So people can get more information on Congo in Harlem at congoinharlem.org. And I hope our listeners in New York uh, will join us. And if you're not in New York, you are in the Baltimore area, you still can get to New York tomorrow. So we hope to see you there tomorrow uh, during the day. Well, I can't wait to attend this year's Congo in Harlem. We'll have a guest today, actually, um, speaking of different art exhibits happening around uh, the New York area, uh, who she's basically an interdisciplinary Congolese-born artist, Ghislaine Sabiti. We'll have a conversation with her about fashion and design and art, which are Miss Sabiti's specialties. And before we start that conversation with Ghislaine Sabiti, let's find out what's going on in the Democratic Republic of Congo. And if Kambali, if you can share that with us. There are still ter uh, quite of political turmoil in the Congo at the moment. Uh, last 
time we have the show, we discuss the many defections of uh, politicians within the political, the main political party of uh, the majority party of the current president, uh, Joseph Kabila. And we're seeing more and more politicians uh, side, uh, siding in what I could say, uh, the people of the Congo, uh, and uh, leaving the political party. We are set for the presidential election next year in 2016. Uh, many observers are looking at this as a key moment in the history of Africa. If finally Congo is able to elect a leader that represents them, there will be a transformation not just of the Congo but the African continent. We have Moïse Katumbi, the former governor of uh, the province called Katanga, uh, who has now engaged in the election season. Uh, he has uh, announced informally that he will be running for office uh, to be the next president of the Congo. So all eyes on, on him uh, to see what will happen with him. He was very close to the president of the Congo, uh, Kabila. Uh, the fact that he is running uh, against Kabila, it will be interesting. And that shouldn't even be the question because the president of the Congo, Kabila, should not be running for a third term as the Congolese constitution doesn't allow that. In, uh, in other news, uh, some of the activists in the Congo uh, who work at the Virunga Park will be honored this week uh, by the Soros Foundation uh, specifically for their work around conservation. Uh, they will be in New York City this coming week, and we're very excited to see that Congolese um, are, are fighting in many fronts, from the political field to the conserva uh, conservation field, uh, to lift up the story of the Congo and show uh, that the Congolese people can transform the country. And lastly, uh, it's not a Congolese news, but I would like to take some time to congratulate the Scandal News for serving the D.C. and DMV area for 40 years, giving the news to its readers, national, regional, and local. You can check out their website, thescandalnews.com, uh, where you will see some articles by uh, Dr. Ivan uh, Sion, who has uh, also published on that website, and many others. So follow them on their website thescannernews.com, and follow them also on their Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
welcome back to Congo Live. You were just listening to Miamo by Papa Wimba. Not, lo- not too long ago, I visited uh, the biggest museum in the world, the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City. I saw works of art from the 1600s, the 1700s by people of Congo. It was amazing, but most importantly, it was how the work the artwork was displayed in the gallery, and also how they were selected. And today we're going to have the privilege of having a guest whose specialty is in art, fashion, and her design. And her name is Ghislaine Sabiti. And if, Kambali, if you can give us a little bio of Ghislaine, uh, that'll be great. Very excited to have uh, Ghislaine Sabiti there. And really the main reason is to see a young and talented uh, Congolese artist with an exhibition here in New York City. Uh, she's uh, an interdisciplinary artist, painter, and costume designer, raised in France on the outskirts of Paris. Uh, at a very young age, actually at the age of 12, uh, she attended the fine arts at Atelier Chantier du Coq and graduated with honors in fashion design from Atelier Chardon Savard in Paris, France. They, and uh, to see that she was introduced to the arts so young and she has with her Congolese roots um, is very, very inspiring. Now, you can see that Congo is really the catalyst through the collection of her work. She highlights both the technical form uh, used in both Congolese and European art, which stress form and color. But what's interesting, though, that's why I'm very excited to have her, is that right now, if you are in New York City, if you are in the United States, or anywhere around the world, come to New York City to see a new art exhibit. Uh, it's called the Invisible Molili. Uh, Molili is uh, obscurity, so the invisible obscurity. Uh, it's on display in New York City at the Rio Gallery 3 in the New Sugar Hill Building and at the Children's Museum of Arts and Storytelling. So this invisible Molili exhibit that she has is uh, building a bridge between communities through collecting fractured narrative for social change and identity. Especially now, it's so important to have arts uh, like hers, which explores the stories of those who have been forgotten or sometimes misunderstood. This is why I'm very, very excited to have Gisela Sabiti with us today. And Gisela Sabiti, your resume is quite impressive. Thank you for joining us today on Congo Live. Thank you for having me, Patricia and Kambali. And Yambi Mama, like Papa Wimba and Kofi Olomide just said in the song, uh, two great Congolese legends. And Yambi Gislin, how are you doing today? I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> we need um, impressive people like yourself to show what are people of capable of instead of presenting negativity all the time. What do you think about that? I think it's very important for the young generation to have a role model. So um, I've always been influenced by different uh, role models in my life. For mm-hmm. example, my parents are some great artists. So to, let's get a, I, I want to learn a little bit more about your roots and everything else, but let's talk a little bit more about your exhibition, uh, which we're speaking of uh, at the moment called Invisible Moulili. Can you share a little bit with our listeners, uh, what is it about? So the, the invisible, invisible molili is, I use the Lingala Congolese language mm-hmm. because of my mixed culture. 
So is I, I, I try to put the light on the shadow that exists in our society. Mm-hmm. So Mulili means obscurity. And through my exhibition, I, I, I build a bridge between the communities and also any everyday people, like the people who you never are there, they're not, ex, they're not they disappear in our society. You don't pretend they're not here. Mm-hmm. For example, homeless people or child abuse, any social issue that it feel like it's not really important. And for me, I just try to make them uh, more in the front light. So as you're speaking of building these uh, bridges, for example, we're talking about you being in New York, uh, the Big Apple, with your art. Why did you specifically choose the Big Apple, New York? I left Paris because I feel like New York is very interesting because of the multi, it's a multi-part, um, like the different community are very, very strong. And I'm a, I'm a dreamer and as an artist, I feel like here I can explore and express myself in the better way than in Paris. Mm-hmm. And I, I find my creativity through people every day. So New York is a very beautiful city to just grow up as an artist. I know New York uh, definitely has a lot of uh, a lot of galleries when we're talking about places such as the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And I noticed that in your resume, you, men- you mentioned that you were introduced at art or to art at the tender age of 12. And how did this come about? So um, I was lucky. My parents introduced me in art when I was very young. So it was a blessing. So I went to the art school. I was, I was 12. And I started doing a different group exhibition at this young age in Paris. And I was very curious. I'm always uh, uh, try to look for new inspiration and just express myself. And also the art, um, the 19th century artists uh, in France or in Europe art helped me also to grow up as an artist, like the Romantist movement. It was, um, it was one of the key, but I think uh, when I find my roots during my trip in Congo, I, I found a way to express myself. It was a wake-up call, mm. and I can add these two cultures together and find my home identity. When did you go to the Congo? Uh, last. I went to the Congo in 2003, and I was amazed and very, like, um, my mind, my mind was open because I find and I discover the art scene in Kinshasa, especially like Art de Rue, oui. the art movement, uh, and it means that. There is no boundary, and they didn't use any academic uh, form to make their art. Mm. And also the um, Academy de Beaux-Arts in Kichasa, I, w- I see like some great and interesting uh, artists, 
and also the Congolese design. Yeah. I definitely want to find out a little bit more about the influences of Congo in your art, but let's take a short break with Wali Badaru and we'll get back to a little bit of uh, your artwork in Congo. Congo Live. We're here live with you in the studio today. You were just listening to Wali Badaru. Uh, before we get back in our show, we want to congratulate the Scanner News for 40 years of giving the news to its readers, national, regional, and local. Check out their website at www.thescanner.com and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, we're here speaking to Gislen. Um, she's talking about her exhibit in New York called Invisible Mulili. And she's just sharing with us a little bit about her history on how she really was introduced to the arts at the age of 12. And uh, we were just getting into her, her visiting the Congo in 2003. And she said, welcome back to Congo Live. And we want... <laughs> uh, and we wanted to actually ask you, how has Congo and your ancestors uh, influenced and inspired you in the work that you do? Um, my experience in Congo, like during my trip, it helped me to understand the Congolese art techniques. So, um, because uh, the Congolese arts uh, are very rich, and the way they use a different form, they combine this form from dress fiber to gold, and also they didn't use any like um, academic uh, structure to express any art. So um, all this helped me to grow as an artist, and also I have some great and I like some of the good visual artist in Congo, like Sherry Samba, is one of my, um, one of the artists I'm very aspire, and I think also my parents helped me to, to grow as, a, as an artist, and 
just find my keep adding this culture in my work. So quick quick thing for you, Shislan. Uh here you went to the Congo, you just share with us and you went to Academy de Boza. Uh, I've always been very impressed by it, and our listeners may not know uh, what Academy de Boza is. You know, a quick description is one of the uh, top art school uh, in Congo, and I could even argue uh, in Africa. Can you tell us more about the experience you had uh, going to Kinshasa, going to that art school, Academy de Boza, and what you saw? in the artist at the Academy de Beaux-Arts? Uh, my experience was like the techniques because they use different kind of materials to, um, to build any art pieces. So they're very like open and also um, like these vibrant colors and also all this energy talk to me. Um, it was very interesting to see that for real, because on TV you don't see that, but on the book nobody talk about them. So it just make me feel like the Congolese culture and these young artists in general are exist are alive, and you also for me to learn from them. Yeah. So, uh, have you been able to collaborate with any of the artists at the Academy de Beaux-Arts, or have you stayed in touch with them? Uh, sorry, can you repeat the question? Have you been able to stay in touch with uh, some of the artists that you met in Kinshasa, uh, specifically those in Academy de Beaux-Arts? Um, I just, um, I just visiting, so I didn't have any like. Um, like um I try to do the network also. So some of the artists I talk with them and um and learn what they try to express during their during this trip. Cool. So three three seasons in the Congo. Um if a year or so ago I was pleased to get that email of telling me you have another exhibit going on. Um, what inspired you to do three seasons in the Congo? And can you tell our listeners more about that ex uh, specific exhibit that you also had in New York? Oh, yes. Three seasons in Congo was very strong and very personal for me because as a woman, I try to show in this exhibition a positive uh, image and a positive um way to see the Congolese woman because Congo goes through a lot of um, dysfunction, dysfunctional uh, political issue and the women are also behind you don't, you don't talk about uh, something very positive uh, from the woman in Congo like so in this exhibition I try to put, I try to show the beauty and the sincerity and also how how the woman, the Congolese women are very strong and smart. Because when I went to Congo, I see them like walking every day. And the education, uh, one of the key also in the Congolese culture, the women are very in, in the center um, 
to help and help the society. So this, like, suicide in Congo was about the woman, and it was a journey because I, it was like a 10 years of research and going to Congo and talk with different Congolese women also in Europe and in Africa. I'm listening to you talk about the women of Congo. I know in the past we've had some guests who've come in. One thing that's been very similar in everything that they say is um, women of Congo, when you're looking at the women in the marketplace and the work that they're doing, they support Congo economically because you have the mama qui sont dans le marché, tout ça. Um, the question I have for you is, did that influence the work that you did in these pieces? Sure, sure. I try to show like the, the strength like the um, the way like the women in Congo are very are in the center of the economy mm-hmm. it's because of them like you can have a, a strong and wealthy economy and it was very important for me to to draw uh, this story because you always have a negative um, a view of the Congolese woman like for example the uh, Eastern Congo and being in Congo, I can tell and just and show that, like this is not all about the woman. There is mm-hmm. some positive uh, issue, and also like the culture and also the the academic uh, level. Like women are very educated. As we you raise a child, you have to mm-hmm. have this like. I actually want to find out a little bit more about um, the women role when you're talking about l'Académie du Beaux-Arts. Um, how has it been for you as a woman uh, in this field? Is it something that's easy or is it something that you find that you have to fight your way through? How was your experience? As a woman, I know it's always challenging, as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't see a few artists, especially a woman and especially from Congo. And sometimes I feel like uh, this is not real because there is plenty, plenty of artists. But I feel like if you are a woman and you want to be an artist, go for it. Um, you, As I say, I'm a dreamer and nothing can stop me if I feel like this is what I want to do and is a positive way to just help people because art is a therapy for me. So... Um, and also there is a, a strong art community who can help you to grow as an artist. So even if you don't see a few women, but there is, and you just have to keep going. Absolutely. And it's very great to have women such as yourself who pave the way and who follow along the footsteps of other women who have done what you've done. And like you've mentioned, it is inspirational. And before we take a musical break, um, can you tell us how do your works develop projects between communities and collect fractured narratives from social change through identity? Uh, because my background as a Congolese-born artist, and I live in Paris as a at a young age, and I moved in New York City a few years it's about three years ago. Mm-hmm. So I have this double uh, culture with me, so I try to make a connection between uh, Congo and the Western country through different angles, and I use. 
a social and political issue from everyday people to draw and paint um, my body of works. And when you speak of uh, social change, when in specific um, do you entail when you're talking about social change and which entity? Um, the social change is also, it's for me, um, I'm, I'm trying to, to, to show like a positive aspect of the our society because our society goes through a lot of uh, tension, like the recession or like anything hap- happening anywhere in the world, you feel it. Mm-hmm. And also the family issue is very important. Sometimes you have like a, 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 a big uh, break, um, uh, it's very unstable. So my, it's a, a conscience I have inside of me because I'm a storyteller through my painting, I tell a story. And for me, um, I learn and I want to show and share to different to the audience what they can learn from me. Sometimes uh, I need to just to express myself this way. I actually... Um, go ahead. Yes. No, 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 go ahead. I want to hear more. And hopefully um, I'm always curious to see and talk with um, the, um, like different um, audience when they see my exhibition, what and how they feel about uh, this experience because it's, a, it's an experience. It definitely is. Uh, from just looking at your pieces, it really does speak to you. And uh, when you speak of family and when you speak of um, the influences of how you really want to create these social changes, I really want to talk a little bit more about that and connecting it to how you've networked in the New York City. But before we do, let's take a short break and uh, we'll get back. Mama na mwana tumba na tujali bisutele Na mwana tumba na tujali bisutele Mama na mwana tumba na tujali bisutele Mama na mwana peshanga ipata mina kwenda Na mwana peshanga ipata mina kwenda Mama, yo mama, 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 yo mama, mama Mama na mwana tumba na tujali bisutele. 
Mana mana tumba na tujali bisu tele Na mana tumba na tujali bisu mama mama Yo mama, yo mama, yo mama, yo Mama na mwana tujali bisutele Mama na mwana tumbana tujali bisutele And welcome back to Congo Live. Uh, we have Kambale who's joining us from Chicago today. And uh, during the break, um, I was thinking about what you were saying, uh, Gislaine, regarding the women and their roles and so forth. And we want to actually, before I continue, remind our listeners to call in at 410-481-1010 if you have any questions. I know some of you want to participate on the show. And uh, during the break, we have Solange, who was actually in the studio with us, who had a question for you regarding uh, the mentioning of uh, women and so forth. And uh, go ahead, Solange. Hello, hi, bonjour, Gislaine. Hello. Hi, bonjour. Hello. Uh, yes, it was a pleasure actually listening and discover your work. And I will have a really uh, short question. Uh, I see that you really have a lot of women supporting you since I'm myself into the woman empowerment. So, do you have around you a lot of uh, women supporting your work? Yes, yes, I have. I have. Um, here, I like that's why I like also about New York City because it's very like uh, overwhelming and like this like uh, different culture and nationality. I find my way through the network to have a good support from the woman for uh, any background or uh, any heart lover. And I feel like um, it's great to have this as a woman because you can also find yourself and say, okay, I'm not alone. I have some people who believe at me. We were just listening to uh, Mama Namwana uh, by Jean Bosco Mwenda. And in the song, he basically says, Mama Namwana Pesanga Impata, meaning mother of child, give me money. Money is always a key, even in the 1950s. And uh, well, 2015, here we are today in New York, one of the toughest cities to live in. How do you navigate through? Um, you have to be very patient to build your network. With time, uh, the you network you network grow, and people trust you. And uh, I feel like now I can make a living with art. And it was it wasn't easy at the beginning, but um, I'm a I work art also. I'm always like um, working to create new pieces, and also I'm a costume designer, so I'm always working. But I think like the network is very, very, very important. Having a strong network and you have people who trust you and you trust these people, they help you. But you need to be very patient because it takes time. But with a patient and the love of what you're doing, you can make it. When you speak of uh, your network, who are some people in your network that have really been the pillar to really supporting you in the work that you do? Uh, I can say um, the Rio Gallery, like uh, the gallery 
or where I'm doing my exhibition, they're mm-hmm. very supporting, and they believe at, at me. And any project I can bring, they're always like open, and I'm I'm very blessed to have these people around me, because it's hard to work by yourself. You need to have a team and a, a good team around you, and also I have like some good support of my family. The family is always a key. And friends. And also, I have some interns. So, it's. Yeah. it's I definitely fun. can attest to the family, Gislaine, uh, <laughs> specifically uh, with your, your amazing and talented sister, Laurence Sabiti, who has done a tremendous work in uh, promoting your work uh, around with a network. And that's also how you know I came to find that, find out about your work. So, I appreciate them and I appreciate you um, to continue the work. But it was interesting when you discuss um, how you navigate in New York, right? Because, you know, I lived in New York. New York is a very tough city. You know, to see a Congolese woman um, with an exhibit in New York City, I, I think uh, that's something that uh, we should all applaud and find ways uh, to lift up your story. So for our listeners who one day, um, they want to follow in your footsteps in uh, being an artist in New York, uh, what advice would you give them? I would say you need to be focused. Uh, don't let any distraction to disturb you. Be focused, believe on yourself, and you have to listen. Listening is a key. Listening to your family, listening to your friends, listening to the arts, like, feel you are around, and help, and also the spirituality, and help you to understand who you are, because you have to know who you are first, so you can trust the other people. So... Um, as you as you speak of the the gallery, can you share with our listeners uh, where in New York? Uh, give us a little bit more information. Where in New York can they go? What's the address? And uh, what are the dates and time that people can attend? So the the exhibition is running now mm-hmm. and is uh, located at the Rio Gallery, um, uh, Rio Gallery Three. So. Is on the ninth floor on the new uh, Children Museum uh, building, and people can see it Monday through Friday um, from from nine a.m. to five. And also, you can uh, check on my website www.gislainsabiti.com. And thank you very much for that information. And um, I think people are really going to appreciate the what they come when they come to the gallery and they see what you do. And I wanted to make this a little bit lighter. Um, we're here on the show. Um, when you speak of uh, New York, how has been your experience in New York as a Congolese? Have you been able to network with other Congolese uh, to get them to come to the gallery? Yes, I find some few Congolese here in New York City because New York is very intense. Mm-hmm. So there is different nationality. It's not like Paris. Paris, you can, you have like the community, you see the Congolese community. Oh, yeah? But New York, yes. Wow. <laughs> yes, New York is a little bit different because New York, you have a more, the population, the population is very intense. So I have a few Congolese of like, uh, people or friends who came to see my exhibition mm-hmm. and it was it was good to hear the feedback from uh from the congolese uh 
for the Congolese and see what they feel and how, how they can tell me uh, about any any um, anything about the the painting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are some feedbacks that really made you feel like you know what? This is why I do what I do. Have you had moments where people have come to you and said something to you that really inspired you and made you feel like, you know what, I'm grateful for this opportunity just based on something that somebody may have said to you? Yeah, sure. I have it um, like a few days ago from the Invisible Molili. Mm-hmm. Um, any person who, who uh, like uh, see a different painting uh, they can put their own story on the painting. And sometimes, as I say, it's a therapy, so they find a way to cure any issue they have or maybe some doubt or maybe some answer they didn't find. And I think through the painting, they can find any, some answer who can cure what they have been looking in their life. Uh, maybe just a smile. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's very positive for me to feel like the their face changing when they see the painting. And uh, as you talk about um, the art being a therapy, um, what exactly did it do for you when you when you talk about it being a therapy for you? What are some things that it does for you? Does it relax you, or what? What? Are, what are, how does art really help you through dealing with everyday life? Yeah, art for me is a therapy because I'm a storyteller. I like like um, tell a story, so using the painting, and I can express myself. Um, I feel more like calm, and also it cures the stress out when you paint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have too much stress. Definitely. And, and it's a joy. It's a joy. I, I, I can smile inside. I see the smile inside my heart and in my face. So painting for me is like, it's like eating or drinking. Now, I think I will not be able to to do any 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 job in my life besides uh, painting. Yeah. I think yeah. uh, it's very beautiful to hear you talk about painting. You know, um, everybody has a passion of their own. And when I hear you speak, I can really hear the meaning of your work through your words. You know, when you say things like seeing somebody smile is just enough for you. And then you actually find that within yourself and you actually can transfer the emotions that you have into somebody else. And that's really a beautiful and amazing thing to do. And your work has definitely done that for us. Um, let's take a quick break. And uh, for the last few minutes of the show, I have a few other questions I would like to ask you. And then um, we'll be right back. Say 
Sabiti, who's on the phone talking about Invisible Molili, an art exhibition that's going on right now in New York. If you have a chance to go, make sure you go on our Facebook. We have more information for you. And uh, welcome back on the show, Gislain. Hi. <laughs> and um, as we were talking and as we're getting close to the end of the show, uh, I, we always ask this question. I guess we can call it a Congo Live uh, question of the day type of situation. What are some things about Congo that uh, you've held on to since um, 2003 or even growing up in the Congo that really keeps Congo alive within you? I think um, is also the, the food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are some of your favorites? I have two favorite meals. <laughs> so it's the pondu. Okay. Madisu. Na madisu. And you eat it with what? Fufu or you eat it with uh, what? With rice. Ah, uh, rice. I can't eat it. I need the the fufu with it. So for uh, for the language part and the cultural part, uh, what languages have you held on to up until now? So my parents speak uh, four different languages. So I grew up speaking Swahili, Lingala, and French at the same time. Wow. So <laughs> you speak th- the three languages when I speak with my, my parents. And okay. also n- now the English, because I live in New York City. So, yeah. Yeah. And in, in terms now of... Uh the political field. What are Congolese leaders who are your role models? Wow. I think uh, for me, it's like during the, like the independence just before or between like this period, it was Patrick Lumumba as one of the positive uh, leaders I hear through my parents, through the book and the TV. So it's Patrice Lumumba. It's one of the great names. Uh, I had a question for you. The last song we were just listening to was by uh, Abeti Masikini. It was uh, Use Seliki. And uh, in the song, she talks about not being angry and using uh, words as therapy. And you've mentioned how um, art has been a therapy for you. Who are some people in your life who you go to when you have those times where you're going through difficult times and you want some words of inspiration? I think is first is God. God, yeah, definitely. And my parents. My parents are the key. 
And I have a big family. So I have my brother and sister and a twin. So oh, you have a twin. Awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's my, it's my family around me. And even if they're not living like with me, but I think it's my, yeah, my family and yeah. So you spoke on your art that you have Congo, right? So that's my more profound question now. Why do you think people should even care about the Congo? Because when people will see you, meet you, they will hear the French accent. They may not know you from the Congo, but you made sure to keep Congo in your work. You're keeping it alive in what you do. Why do you think it's important to keep Congo alive and for people to know the Congo in many multiple faces that he has? Because, first of all, Congo is my roots. I cannot forget my roots. And also, Congo is very vibrant and with diversity and with strong art culture, I don't know. If I didn't find it in Congo, I could be a real artist or a true artist. Congo is very rich. You have to learn and explore Congo by yourself, not just looking on the TV. You have to talk with uh, different Congolese people uh, mm -hmm. through the book so you can have the, the real uh, vision uh, of the Congolese society. Yeah. Have you seen Congo Power and Majesty in New York City yet? Yes, I have a chance to see this exhibition, and it's very, very powerful to see that, because uh, you can see, like, uh, before the colonization, art exists in Congo. You don't wait for the colonization to have a art uh, feel or art scene. Art is very deep in the society and the African culture. So I was very proud to see this exhibition. It was well done. The different pieces of, like, of culture and also the Kubat technique. And um, speaking of art, and as we come to an end on our show, I want to congratulate you and thank you for all the work that you do. Thank you for joining us on Congo Live. And uh, it's always an honor to talk to women who are doing positive initiatives and especially to be in New York. And to do what you do um, is greatly an inspiration for me. And I'll definitely make sure that uh, tomorrow while I'm in Congo in Harlem, I try to find a way to either meet you or we can go to this uh, exhibition. And uh, thank you so much for joining us today, uh, Gislaine Sabiti. And uh, we look forward to having you again on the show. Thank you, Patricia and Kambali, to have me in the show and to just expose my art because it's very important as an artist to, to talk and show what I'm doing. So um, it was a pleasure to talk to you, with you, and I hope... I will talk again. <laughs> oh, we're looking forward to the next exhibi <laughs> exhibit you have. I will be calling you and be like, Gislain, yakana show, to zo zelayo. Merci beaucoup. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to say thank you to Lubangi Munyanya of Tabilulu Productions. We want to thank our Congo Live, who is our Congo Live producer. We want to thank Shay, our Congo Live engineer, and of course, my co-host, Kambali. It's always great to have you on the show. You always bring a different flow. <laughs> And, and we want to thank uh, Solange from Soul Vision PR for joining me today in the studio. And our listeners and our supporters, uh, you have a great day. Hey,
Tandele to 